Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? Welcome to episode 106 of Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. This is Steffi Smalls, and we are here to preview NFL Week 4 Gambling Lines. Steph, how are you doing on this Tuesday? I'm doing good. I'd be better if uh, the Giants weren't still uh, reaping the benefits of Mr. Gettleman. But here we are. It's okay. I didn't expect a lot, so everything's fine. Hey, you know what? Two and one after three weeks, I know, is a disastrous loss to the Cowboys, and not getting into the red zone hurts a lot. But still two and one. Still got a shot at the division. Still looking at a potential playoff run. So let's not overreact to one shitty Monday night football game. Let's get it started with a little Thursday night football game that I'm very excited to see. We have the Miami Dolphins plus four at the Cincinnati Bengals. Total is set at 47 right now. Dolphins coming off of a huge win, one of the only uh, 3-0 teams in the NFL, along with the Philadelphia Eagles. Traveling to the Bengals, we got their first win against the Jets, my survivor pick from week three. This sets up to be a great game for the Bengals, given the fact that Miami has everybody out. They just went through an absolute war with Buffalo. Cincinnati needs to get to 2-2 two and two in order to compete in this division. Are you on the Bengals, or are we riding with the dog and the Dolphins at plus four? I'm very torn here. I want to be on the Bengals. I think that the Dolphins D hasn't been as great as you would think with the success that they're having. They're giving up a shitload of yards, and they're getting slightly lucky in some aspects. I'm leaning towards seeking the Bengals here, but I don't feel super confident in that. For what it's worth, I've already placed a bet on the Bengals. I bet a money line at minus 165. The line is now minus 200, so I feel like I got good value on that. I actually I had a, a buddy text me and said the Bengals were minus 125 money line on Sunday night, and I fell asleep and didn't see that text, missed out on that bet. I do think the Bengals, like th- we talk about uh, in the NBA, right, there's situational losses, just scheduled losses. You're playing the back-to-back on the road. You know, you get in at 3 o'clock in the morning, whatever, and you're just going to lose a couple of those games along the way. To me, for Miami, this just feels like a schedule loss. It's a really terrible situation for them, especially given what, you know, the temperature in for Miami-Buffalo, how that game went. They had to play 90 plays on defense. It's Tua crazy. got hurt. It's amazing that he doesn't have a concussion, but he's still dealing with the back injury. There's a chance that he may not play. It may be Teddy Two Gloves in here. Meanwhile, Cincinnati – Really easy, nice win, finally coming home after two weeks on the road. This just sets up to be a perfect spot for the Bengals to take advantage, get to two and two. So at plus four, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but my guess is that the Bengals come out here dominant. I like a first half bet on the Bengals too. I think the Dolphins are just going to come in here really tired for this game. For sure. I think it's an important game for the Bengals too. Like they need it for that locker room to win this game um, and start some momentum for them because – Obviously, the beginning of their season hasn't been going exactly as a lot of us probably expected. So I think this is a nice opportunity with it being a situation, you know, the Dolphins are not coming in in the best form that they could be in. So I do like the Bengals, uh, probably prefer their money line. Do we have any interest in betting the Bengals team total over? My guess is that it's going to be like 20, 26 and a half, something like that. Just thinking that like the Dolphins defense is just going to be cooked from last week. Yeah, I think so. I mean, also like they just have been giving up a lot of yards despite the success they've been having. So I think that the Bengals could use this. I think they come out really hot. 
Um, yeah, I think I like that, especially if it's a little bit lower. But again, this should be a, a somewhat higher. I don't know though, because the Dolphins might might struggle a bit. Not, I don't want to say struggle, but I think for situational reasons. Uh, Miami, I mean, it's worth noting, 6.3 yards per play against the season. That is one of the top six or seven in the NFL. You know, they're averaging 6.4 yards per play offensively, which is great, but 6.3 yards against, not great. Like you said, I think the Bengals should have a lot of offensive success in this game. All right, let's head over to our first Sunday matchup. Let's start off with the first London game. I love these London games, despite the fact that I will be at a wedding and probably drunk when this game kicks off. It's 6.30 a.m. on the West Coast. I will be up. I will not be in a great state of mind, but we're still going to bet this game. The Minnesota Vikings currently minus three at DraftKings. Total is set at 43 and a half against the New Orleans Saints. What's your initial read on this game? Kind of a weird spot for both teams. Minnesota has this game against the Lions. They come back. They win kind of in pseudo-miracle fashion. Meanwhile, the Saints, they get absolutely walloped by the Carolina <laughs> Panthers in Carolina, and they're dealing with a ton of injuries. Jameis is hurt. Not sure if Jarvis Landry is going to play. Not sure if Michael Thomas is going to play. Chris Olave looked great, but they just got a lot going on for New Orleans right now. Yeah, I think that this is uh, – I like the Vikings to to win this game. I like them to cover. I think that the Saints can't get going till late. We're seeing them average like 3.3 points per game in the first half. I think that what the Vikings were able to do really nicely against the Packers where they were able to, you know, completely dominate them is that they were able to come out, get the points, get on the scoreboard. And I think that they're going to be able to do that here and get ahead of the Saints. So, you know, everyone keeps talking about Dalvin Cook being out. I, You know, it literally doesn't matter. Anytime he's out, Madison is one of the best backups in this entire league. He could be an RB1 on a lot of other teams uh, in yep. the league. I think that – Anytime the Dalvin's out, it doesn't concern me because you have Madison who can step right up. Um, it's never an issue. Uh, a little bit of con- like concern with how bad the Vikings secondary is. Uh, it's it's atrocious. It's painful to watch. Uh, they've given up 275 passing yards per game. And so I will tell you that I'm going to be all over Olave props. Uh, whatever those look like might be something that I'm very interested in. But I think the Vikings should have no, you know, they they shouldn't struggle to win this game. I'm kind of leaning towards the over, over 43 and a half here. Mm-hmm. You would think that based on the way that the Saints offense is playing that you don't want to necessarily take an over here, but I, I'm i not quite sure. Like, the, I think the Minnesota secondary is so bad, and it's a, long, it's a long trip. Usually offenses are ahead of defenses. I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards the over 43 and a half in this game. Is there any concern from you about the connection between Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson in this offense where we thought he was absolutely going to smash after week one? Yeah, it's a little bit weird because you see them come out and you're like, oh, this is exactly what we were expecting, maybe even a little bit better than we were expecting. And then it's been kind of disappointing since I think, luckily, uh, even if you look at the time zones, this isn't prime time, so we don't have to worry about prime time, Kirk. Um, There's a little bit of concern, I think, but I don't know if some of that has to do with the coaching, too. I don't know if there's the change in the coaching. They have to all get on the same page. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully for them, this is a little bit of a get right. Like, let's get back to the way things that we were week one because they have too much talent to be like barely winning games and losing. Like, it's getting a little ridiculous now, especially for all of us that have bet on them because they have no excuse. Like, there's no reason. That secondary is really, really, really bad, though. Like, uh, a camp dancer is like painful to watch. (laughs) 
It's going to be an interesting game for sure. Um, I do like the Vikings. I don't know if I can do it at three. Maybe as a money line parlay piece, but yeah. I don't know. Something about these London games always sketch me out. Not sure that I want to be throwing the full bag at 6.30 in the morning on, on the West Coast. Uh, first 10 a.m. game on Sunday, the Cleveland Browns minus one and a half at the Atlanta Falcons. Totals at 49 and a half. I'll say off the bat, I already bet the over on this game at 48. This line has come down. It opened Atlanta plus three. It is now plus one and a half. A lot of sharp action on the Atlanta Falcons who are coming off of a win against the Seattle Seahawks. Look great. That offense looks great. That defense looks trash. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Browns are going to have 10 days to rest up for this game against the Falcons. Which side do you like? I'm a little torn here. I think I would rather have the plus money on the Falcons money line um, and then looking at the total here. I think that Jacoby and Amari Cooper was really nice to see that connection that they have. Um, but I think that the Browns defense being very rested can keep Atlanta like pretty one dimensional here. Um, but we've seen the Falcons stay in games. They're kind of that pest. They're a team where they do have some nice pieces and they're able, you know, you know, to, to keep offenses very honest. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Falcons end up playing this game. I don't, I don't think the Browns are playing like, very complimentary football by any means yet so could the falcons go out there and beat them absolutely i don't know how i feel about uh touching that spread though uh yeah especially now that it's moved to plus yeah. one and a half this atlanta falcons offense mariota's looked really good other than yeah. one egregious fumble against the seattle seahawks last week drake london's playing great kyle pitts got involved in the game despite the fact that he still doesn't get any red zone touches and uh Cordell patterson Looks like one of the best running backs in the NFL. Once again, this season is being, being used effectively. They're a really dynamic offense. They've been putting points on the board. The question is, can the Falcons' defense do anything? I mean, the Seahawks lit them up last week after only scoring yeah. zero offensive points against San Francisco the week before. That would be my concern if you're betting Atlanta in this game. Cleveland definitely has a sort of offense. They've been, you know, very effective. They're going to run the ball great with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Amari Cooper got involved. Jacoby Brissett has been exactly what they've needed him to be, and that offensive line is really good. So I expect a high-scoring game. I'm not going to pick a side. I think Atlanta was the right side of plus three, plus one and a half. Full stay away from me. Just bet this over and have a good time. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. I think we should see – like, this should be a fun game to watch. Uh, but, yeah, that minus one and a half, I don't know about that. Who would have thought before the season that the Falcons-Browns would be an exciting I... morning game to have <laughs> on the board? All right, speaking of exciting games, this is probably the best game on the board on Sunday. Buffalo Bills minus three and a half, heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Total set at 51 and a half. This total has come down a ton from 54 to 51 and a half. A lot of that is due to weather concerns. It seems like the, um, the hurricane that's going through Florida is going to end up on Sunday in that Maryland area. So you're not going to get like hurricane, but you're going to get wind, tropical storm conditions, a lot of rain. Could be ugly out there. Buffalo still has to be emotionally destroyed and physically destroyed. <laughs> Running 90 plays on offense isn't easy either, and there's cluster yeah. injuries all over the place for Buffalo. Meanwhile, the Baltimore Ravens, interesting team right now for me. They're passing the crap out of the ball. Lamar, again, looks like a fantasy football game breaker. They're not running the ball at all, and this defense, mm -hmm. not particularly exciting. So I'm not exactly sure – what to do with this game? I did bet the Ravens at plus four. I saw one of those touch that. That was just too much value for a home team as good as Baltimore. But I would not – ooh, actually, as we're talking at DraftKings, this line moved down to minus three, interestingly okay. enough. Okay. Interesting. Maybe a little bit of action on Baltimore in this case. I see why. Just I don't know how much I want to get in front of this freight train that is the Bills. I know there's cluster injuries and the, the defense has issues, but 
I'm not sure what I want to do. Plus four, I'm in on the Ravens. Otherwise, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think that had I seen the four, maybe I should have uh, jumped on that. I'm with you on that. You know, it, they're very polarizing, these Ravens. I expected them to be much better. I expected their secondary to be much better. They're far worse than expected. Um, you know, they're allowing an NFL high like 350 passing yards and 11.2 yards per completion. That's a lot. Yeah. That's not pretty. That's ugly. Um, and especially if you're going against someone that is, you know, Josh Allen, my concern is why did he get x-rays? What is like, it's a little, yeah. I, I don't love how much they played and him getting x-rays and their teams, you know, a little beat up cluster injuries. Like you said, this number seems a little bit like an overreaction. It's still the Buffalo Bills. I don't know how we went from being so high on them to so low on them. I'm probably staying away from this. I like the I like the total. I don't know. I probably keep an like eye on the weather before I'm touching this because you would expect this game to go over this with how these yeah. teams have been playing. But again, if the weather's a little funky, I don't know about that. It'll be interesting to see. Definitely keep an eye on that. If you like the over in this game. Wait until this hits 51 and then yeah. bet the over. Do not do 51 and a half. If you like the under, bet it now. Because I think that this thing is only going to come down based on weather reports that I'm seeing right now. It is Tuesday. If not till Sunday, a lot can change. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's definitely going to be a little bit of a dicey situation on the East Coast weather-wise for everybody this weekend. So keep your eye on that. All right, let's head over to the NFC East, but not the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> and not the New York Giants. Let's head to Dallas, the Washington Commanders, plus three. At Dallas, total set at 42 and a half. There seems to be a little chance that Dak thinks that he can play in this game. I don't know. That seems a little crazy to me. And also, Cooper Rush has looked just fine back there for the Cowboys. Meanwhile, the Commanders got absolutely smoked by the Philadelphia Eagles last week. Hand up. I bet on the Commanders. I thought it was an absolutely excellent spot for them. It wasn't. Carson Wentz still sucks. That offensive line is terrible. And they got some defensive issues. I like the under in this game, 42 and a half. Uh, Sidewise, I don't really know. Probably a decent spot to buy back on the Commanders at plus three, given that Dallas has a short week. But do I have the stones to do it? I don't know. I don't want to be betting too much on Carson Wentz week in and week out. Yeah, this is a gross game. I, For what it's worth, yes, I'm a Giants fan, but I don't think the Cowboys looked particularly impressive no. outside. Like, there was, I know that everyone is very excited um, and that this Cooper Rush deck, whatever we want to talk about, is going on and running rampant through Twitter. The Cowboys did not look good last night. Like, I, they did not look like an impressive team. Okay, they beat the New York Giants. You're not saying much there. Uh, the New York Giants are not a good football team. Their defense looks awesome. Uh, but I, I think the commanders, if they can play the way that they did week one, week two, I think they can give uh, the Cowboys a run for their money here. Um, it's at home, so staying away from that. But I'm with you. I think uh, the under is probably the play in this game. But I think the Eagles, I, you never know with the NFC East. Like, you yeah. don't get, like, things so you're so certain on what's going to happen. Um, I could see the commanders winning this one. Maybe that's a little bit of my leaking bias. I'm pissed that the Cowboys just beat the Giants. But the commanders have to do something that – Wentz is just so bad is the problem. Yeah, and you worry about, look, defensive line-wise, Dallas dominated last night. They've been yeah. dominating all three teams. And now you get this leaky offensive line for Washington. That's my biggest concern. Otherwise, situationally, it's a good spot to bet on the commanders. So how much mm -hmm. do you trust their offensive line or how much do you distrust what Dallas has been doing defensively? I don't know. That's a tough one to get in front of. I lean towards the commanders if I see it. Plus three and a half, I will definitely bet it. Plus three, 
probably a stay away for me right now. Check back on Thursday. Yeah. I may have a different opinion on that one. This uh, is probably a yeah. fun game for player props. Like I'll be looking at Antonio Gibson's numbers who didn't really have an impressive week. He probably can put up some nice numbers against the Cowboys. But yeah, outside of that, I don't know about this game. It's gross. Next game on the board, the Seattle Seahawks plus four and a half. The numbers come down, opened at six versus the Detroit Lions. Total set at 50. I will tell you that I already bet the Lions at plus four or minus four. Uh, when it came down this morning, I bet the over at 48, and I have the Lions in a teaser when it opened. And I saw a number at seven, and I paired them with Atlanta at plus eight and a half. That's all the bets I have in this game. I will also say the Detroit Lions are very much in contention for my survivor pick this week at the Circus Sportsbook. To me, it's between the Green Bay Packers hosting the New England Patriots, the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Jaguars, and the Detroit Lions hosting the Seahawks. I don't know if I'm going to get a better opportunity this year to use the Detroit Lions. It's dicey. It's scary, but scary and gross kind of works in this game, so I might be on the Lions all the way through. Yeah, this might end up being just a fun, <laughs> a little bit of a fun game. Uh, Gino played solid last week. Their defense really struggled against the Falcons, so they should also struggle against the Lions here. Both of these teams rank bottom 10 in total yards allowed per game through the last three games, so this should end up being a very, I think a high scoring game. Actually, I think the offenses will be on display here because I think it's going to be a lot of gross defensive play. Uh, Lions should, should have no problem winning this game. And if they are going to continue to make a statement, like they have been, they need to beat teams like the Seattle Seahawks. Absolutely. And I, I think my only concern in this one right now is that this line came down from six to four and a half. And I can guarantee you that was not because of the Deandre Swift injury. Looks like he's not going to play. Jamal Williams is just fine back there. Amonro St. Brown, maybe some health issues. I don't think that moves the line one and a half. So I need to do, dig a little bit deeper to figure out why this line has moved so aggressively over the last 48 hours. Otherwise, I feel pretty comfortable betting the Lions in a bounce back spot against the Seattle Seahawks. Next game on the board, the Chargers minus four and a half. This number has also come down at the Houston Texans over under at 44 and a half. That number has also come down. Chargers talk about cluster injuries. No Rashawn Slater, no Joey Bosa, no so Keenan sad. Allen, although maybe he's back this week. Justin Herbert has, you know, four ribs gone, broken in half. He didn't look great on Sunday. The entire Chargers team didn't look great against the Jacksonville Jaguars. JC Jackson's out. I mean, they have some of their best players that may not play this week. And this Houston Texans team continues to be frisky. They're not winning games, but they're staying in a lot of these games. And mm -hmm. Worth noting also, the Houston Texans absolutely beat the crap out of the Chargers, I believe in week 15 or 16 last season. I don't know if that's a revenge spot for the Chargers or proves that this Houston Texans team can go up against this Chargers offense. I don't know what to do in this game. I lean towards the Texans, but I feel like the line has also dropped too much. It started at uh, six and a half, now it's four and a half. Yeah, I probably would have liked it better at six and a half. The five and a half is a little, I don't know about that for me. Another game where I'm probably going to be looking at uh, more player props like Eckler's overs. Houston's run D is really, really bad. So that might be a place where I'm going yeah. in this game. Uh, it sucks because the Texans are. They're another one of those teams where they are. They're just a pest. Like they're, they're going to stay in games. They're going to annoy you. They're going to put up some points um, and they're, they're going to aggravate you and they're going to stay in the game the whole time. So uh, it's hard for me to take. Five and a half? I don't know about that. So what's the to this total? Total is set at 44 and a half right now. And that line is now four and a half, not five and a half. Okay. 
Interesting. Yeah, this is going to be one of those games I think I monitor as the week goes on. For sure. Uh, next game, AFC South. Tennessee Titans plus three and a half at DraftKings uh, heading to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Total is set at 42 and a half. I don't like the Texans getting this little hook plus three and a half action. I know the, the Indianapolis is off of this win against Kansas City Chiefs. They did great. Did great for me. Knocked some people out of Survivor. Love to see that. They played a dog shit game. They should have been cooked so many times in that game. That is all on the Chiefs for losing it. I don't think the Colts have looked impressive at all. On the other side of the ball, the Titans haven't looked that impressive either, but they've usually dominated matchups against the Indianapolis Colts. They should be able to find some, some success on the ground here. Plus three and a half as a road dog. Total set to slow, 42 and a half. Got to take that plus three and a half with the Titans. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think that also, like, that they got Derrick Henry more involved. He was more involved in the receiving game. Uh, I think that they're, you know, the Titans were going to start trying to pull it together a little bit. They, you know, Vrabel is not going to let them just get bent over the entire season. The Colts have lost three straight at home against Tennessee. So it's it, this is in their nature to do this. I think that Matt Ryan, despite, you know, having Pittman and Alec Pierce, and that's he all He still great. looks terrible. It's awful. <laughs> Right, and, and the big argument for Matt Ryan is always, oh, yeah, he needs his alpha guy. Great, he has his alpha guy. He still looks like shit. So uh, that's not really an excuse. I think that game was more on Kansas City and has less to do with the Colts. Um, I, I, I like the Titans here. I am with you. Uh, Chicago Bears at the New York Giants. Both teams looking to go to 3-1. and one. Who would have thought about that before the season? Uh, so plus, plus three and a half. Uh, minus 115, so this might come down to three. Total set at 39, which is great. Um, I don't know what to make of this game. I don't trust the Chicago Bears at all. I, this, they've been pulling rabbits out of their hat. They have, what, 23 completed passes through three games, and they're 2-1. I think the Giants are at least a, a competent football team. I don't think that the Bears are. I do think that it's going to be really low scoring. Three and a, is three and a half too much at a total of 39? How are the – Bears going to score in this game. It's going to be like 17-10 Giants. I, I kind of lean towards the Giants. I like it more at minus three. Yeah, and it's always hard for me. I don't normally bet on my team. But, you know, it doesn't feel like it was like eight for 17 for 106 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. Like, what What do you make of that? I don't even know. It sucks as he's – it's reminding me a lot of last year what the Giants were with this shitty O-line the play calling is whatever. Then you have a quarterback who's super mobile, but there's no passing game and you're not helping him in any way. Uh, not that he has a lot of options. So it's not entirely his fault. Khalil Herbert will probably have a day if Montgomery is still hurt because uh, I mean, we saw what uh, uh, the Giants do. Okay. Against the run. Actually, I won't knock them for that, but this game's going to be gross. I don't know that it's going to be exciting. It's definitely not going to be the most watched game this weekend. I think yeah. I would lean the giant, the giants here. Um, but who knows? Maybe it'll get so gross that it does go over. That could be very possible. If this drops a little bit more, I might be interested in looking at the total and taking it over. I like the Giants' money line. I think that they're going to win this game. Do I trust three and a half? No. Three, I, I would bet the Giants, too. Do I want to put them in a round-robin parlay? Yeah, actually, probably. I do. I, probably. You know, I, don't believe, I don't believe in the Bears going to three and one. I just cannot see it. It would have to be a really bad performance offensively where you turn the ball over three or four times. Uh, I know I'm not supposed to back Daniel Jones as a home favorite, but screw it. I, I think this is a good spot to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and at the end of the day, Daniel Jones was not the biggest problem with the Giants last night. There was much bigger problems. My hope is that they'll get at least Kadarius or Wandell back. That would be fantastic if one of them can actually play. Um, yeah. You let the defense get comfortable that they have Kayvon and Aziz back. I think if you can put a lot of pressure onto Justin Fields, he should get very sloppy, and the Giants shouldn't have a problem. I agree, though. The Bears winning, you're talking three and one now for the Bears. I don't know about that. That just doesn't sound right. Their win total was what? Like six and a half, five, five and a half. Five and a half, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, so we're already, what, oh, halfway there? I don't know about that. It's a little, yeah. doesn't, doesn't uh, sit right. I am completely with you. All right, uh, two more 10 a.m. games on the board. Jacksonville Jaguars, two and one. One of the best point differentials in the league. And one of the best uh, yards per play differences in the league also. They, they're legit. Uh, plus six and a half at the Philadelphia Eagles. Total is set at 48. I also bet the total over at 48. What do you think about this line? Plus six and a half? A little sketchy? Are we, uh, we riding with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Or do you think that the Eagles are just keep rolling? I think we're about – we're at that turning point where it's about time to put some respect on this team, actually. I think that they looked – they're putting it together now. It's a little bit of a revenge game. We do love those revenge games for Doug Peterson. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is starting to do exactly what we expected of him. He was able to connect with three different receivers last week for touchdowns against the Chargers. Not that that's saying a lot with the state of the Chargers, but still, I think that they can stay in it with them. So it depends on if we think this is going to be a more – offensive driven game or defensive driven game um i'm not sure how i feel about the total but i think i do like the, i think i like the jags the eagles should still win but the jags should be able to stay in this without without a problem my concern about betting on jacksonville with the thought that the eagles are going to win and i'm with you is that teams that have won this season are hitting 88 percent against the spread yeah. So basically, whoever you think is going to win the game is going to cover the game. That's how it's been working this season. And actually, yeah. historically, that's how that works. So I get it. That's the play that I want to make in my mind, too. I don't know if I can get there. I'm kind of hoping that the Jacksonville Jaguars take out the Eagles this week because I think the Eagles are going to be a really popular survivor pick. Uh, and I don't know which time, team to bet high on right now. The Eagles are coming off of two games where they weren't even close in either of those games. In the first game, shouldn't have even been close. They were by 20 against the Lions. They're slapping teams right now. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville, the last two games have been awesome too, but we saw what they did in week one against the Washington Commanders. They, there is a part of them that could be a little leaky defensively. I think that they'll do okay offensively. Can their offensive line hold up against this Eagles defensive pass rush that has been absolutely awesome so far this season? Yeah. I don't know. I like the Eagles as a teaser piece. If you can get this, if it gets to minus seven, Bringing it down to one, that's a great piece. I think the Eagles are going to win. I don't want to touch the line plus six and a half. I will be rooting for the Jaguars to cover. That's where I'm yes. at on this yeah. one right now. All right, let's get to the grossest game of the day. You know what? The Bears and the Giants is not the grossest game of the day. Yeah. This fucking game is. The oh. New York Jets plus Gross. three and a half at the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Total is set at 40 and a half. I, can we just bypass this game? I don't want to talk about it. They're not going to say about either of these teams. I just don't, what are we, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is the hope that they get Zach Wilson back? I don't know. Like, there is nothing enticing to me about Canada's play calling and Mitch Trubisky. Um, I hope for the love of God that Mitch Trubisky gets pulled out eventually. I don't even care if you put Mason Rudolph in there. I just don't want to watch him play football anymore. I've had enough of it. 
Uh, this could get gross though, where I think it could go over. I think the over, what do you have it at? It's like 40 and Order. a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like the over in this game because I think both these teams, one thing is they do have a lot of really nice offensive pieces. So you can run the score up. I just don't know how this game's going to go. I don't see this being low scoring though. I, I kind of like the over too. It's just like a gross over. Um, like, and gross, I think gross game back. Like, yeah. And, you know, this Steelers defense has looked so different without T.J. Watt on the field. Yeah. Their secondary that I thought after week one was going to be really good has not been at all. Maybe the Jets can get something going through the air with Garrett Wilson and company. Uh, maybe get Elijah Moore more involved. That guy's really good. Why isn't he being more involved in the offense? Get him the freaking ball. Uh, and the Steelers, man, that offense is just ugh, is putrid. And it's all, like – the offensive line is obviously terrible, but Trubisky, like you have, if you have a competent quarterback and a good offensive line, this would be one of the best playmaking units in the NFL, or at least like a top 10 unit. There's guys, there's guys all over the field. And the fact that you guys can't get it done, Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator. I'll go back to college on this thing. He's been trash. He's always been trash. The fact that he's an offensive coordinator is trash. Get him out of there. He has no reason being an offensive coordinator in the NFL right now. And if you're going to keep Trubisky in there, can you let the guy fucking run and do rollouts? He doesn't need to be a sitting duck in the pocket yeah. behind this terrible offensive line. He's fast and he's good on the run. Move him out of the fucking pocket. Yeah. And it's like, what? Get the ball to fucking George Pickens, too. Like, what are you doing? Do that works. Go do that. You have the talent there. This team is very, very frustrating um, without why. I heard some crazy. They like don't win games without him on the field. So it's 0 uh, 6. It's 0 6. Yeah. They, that's ridiculous. They have to win a game eventually without him. Could it be against the Jets? I don't know. Uh, I think this is just going to be a gross game. Probably the total would be where I'm looking outside of that. I don't know. It's, I'm I'm surprised this game it's, isn't a pick them. <laughs> it's gross. They they should just cancel this game. Um, all right, let's get to let's get to the one o'clock slate. The Arizona Cardinals plus two at the Carolina Panthers. Total set at forty two and a half. God, this Arizona Cardinals team is gross. Other than one fourth quarter. Kyler seems to do his magic in the fourth quarter when Cliff stops calling plays and just lets him do draw it up in the sand. Uh, maybe they should do that the entire game. Meanwhile, on the other side, this Carolina Panthers offense still really cannot get going. They hit one or two big plays a game, but that's about it. The defense with these young pieces is really good and talented. So I kind of like the first half under in this game. I lean towards the Carolina Panthers. I know that this was a sharp move. This line open at Arizona minus one. Now Carolina minus two. Kind of like the Panthers' money line, minus 130. Don't feel great about it. I do think that Kyler's going to pop out of whatever funk this is at some point, or Cliff gets fired. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards the Panthers, but it's really gross. It's very gross. Uh, Baker still sucks as well. We have a lot of – we have a lot of really – and as – like, I don't remember the last time that we've had this horrific of quarterback play. Like, it is – It's really bad. There is, like, maybe six – seven, eight tops watchable quarterbacks. And the rest of it is just like, what the fuck is going on on the field? And Baker is one of them. I mean, last week, 12, 25 for 170. And he took three sacks. But I mean, Carolina's D is probably what's going to keep them in these games. And they have CMC, yeah. but they got to get something going through the air. Luckily for them, the Cardinals D has not been good. They struggled uh, very much so against that. So, you know, I, 
it's hard for me to say, oh, let me take the Panthers here. Like, I don't feel confident in that because I no think one that, wants to bet on the Panthers. It's disgusting. Kyler could easily once he starts running around and doing his little, like he could they could win just off Kyler's legs alone. So it's difficult for me to to put money on either of these teams right now. To- totally fair. Totally get that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of a team, I want nothing to do with right now. The uh, New England Patriots plus yeah. 10 at the Green Bay Packers. Mac Jones does not look like he's going to be available to play in this game, which means that it's Brian Hoyer. Total is set at 40 and a half, which is also disgusting. Packers are going to win this game. I think it's a good spot to use them in Survivor. Depends on what your contest looks like. Uh, I lean towards the under in this game. I don't see how the Patriots are going to be able to score much. The Green Bay defense is pretty good. Saw what they did to Tampa Bay last week. The Packers are going to just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. There's no reason to put this thing in the air against this Patriots defense. I think the Packers win like, like 23 to 7, 23 to 10, something like that. So give me the under 40 and a half. And uh, I'm not going to bet the Packers minus 10, but that's probably the side I'd lean to. Yeah, I'm not, I probably will not touch much of this game, even though I do love when backup quarterbacks play. This is not the situation that I love them yeah. playing in. Like this is, I love when start, when backups start, but not like Brian Hoyer against the Packers. Yeah, isn't it usually? Like, it's you, not. You want like the young guy that no one's ever seen play before. Yeah, not the 38 like, year old. Right, or like Joe Flacco for like the first time in a season and it's like week eight. Like that's what I like. I don't, this is gross, disgusting. The Packers should win this game. It's embarrassing if that's, if they don't, uh, I mean, 10 and a half is a lot of points, but still for a good reason. It'll be interesting to see if the uh, New England Patriots are able to run the ball against this Packers defense. Because if they are, this game could get a little frisky. They do have good running backs. So I like Harrison Stevenson a lot. But uh, if they're not able to, this game's going to be over in like the first 10 minutes. I'll probably watch this total. If it comes down far enough where I think it might be worth it, I might sprinkle a tiny bit on the over. All right, uh, let's get to the Denver Broncos plus two and a half at the Las Vegas Raiders. Total set at 46. Holy crap, this is the worst. Uh, I have already I have already bet the under in this game at 45. The fact that it's going to 46 doesn't make me feel great, but of course I'm going to bet it again. I also bet the, the Raiders minus 130 money line. Denver got this hugely emotional win. It feels like they got a little bit of a monkey off their back uh, getting this win against San Francisco. Can we just be honest? This team is fucking dog shit. They're so bad. And Nathaniel Hackett might be one of the worst coaches in the NFL. He proves it time and time and time again. Three games, three horribly coached games. They got lucky that their defense bailed them out. The Las Vegas Raiders are 0-3. They need a win desperately. They're at home. They play really well in Vegas. This feels like a smash spot to me on the Raiders. Do I feel good about it? Absolutely not. But I feel like this is a good spot to take the Raiders and fade the Broncos. This is like such a this is a this is a gross game in a different way than some of these other gross games where it's like the Broncos, I don't really care how many games they win. Like they've only scored 43 points through three games, and Russell Wilson was supposed to come in here and make this team phenomenal. You have Nathaniel Hackett, who is inept. Uh you have the Raiders who are 0-3 with Devontae Adams. They just lost to the Titans. They're at home. They really need this win. Um, if they do not win this game, it's a massive problem. We might yeah. we might be talking about the first coach fired actually coming from the Raiders instead of uh one of these other yeah. yeah, it's it's gross. This is a gross game. I think I like the under as well in this because who knows with these two teams, neither of them are impressive. Like there's just nothing about them that gets you excited. Yeah, absolutely. I the problem for me 
laying everything that I have on the Raiders. It's just like their defense is so bad that maybe Russ actually does get it going against this team. But yeah. based on the way that this offense looks right now, I don't even think that playing against like a junior varsity team that they can get going right now. They're lost all over the place. And the one thing that the Raiders do really well is rush the passer. And the Broncos offensive line is really bad. And if Russ doesn't want to run and get outside the pocket, guess what? Russ sucks. Sorry. At this point in his career, if he's not running around, he is not good. He's five foot ten, sitting behind these massive mountain of human beings. He can't see his guys. That's always been his problem. And if he can't get outside the pocket and run, sorry, it, it ain't gonna work. He is so I Oh God, I don't think there's a quarterback I hate more in this league than Russell Wilson, and I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> His press conferences after games too, the way he talks about wins, I'm like, you need to pull it together and admit the fact that you guys are not good. Like there is a problem in Denver right now, and you are adding to it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's get to Sunday Night Football. Kansas City Chiefs minus two at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Total set at 45. I have already bet on the Chiefs money line. I bet the under 45. This Tampa Bay Bucks team, it just ain't right right now. Too many cluster injuries, too many issues offensively. The offensive line isn't doing well. The defense should be good, but I expect Kansas City to come in here and really do damage and play one of their best games of the season. I think the game in Indianapolis was an aberration. I still think the Chiefs are probably the second best team in the NFL. Should be low scoring, like that under, but I don't think Tampa Bay is going to do enough offensively to keep up with the Chiefs. Yeah, I don't think so either. He gets Evans back. They say maybe Godwin. I think that's bullshit. Um, You know, it's going to come down to the defenses, but I think that Kansas City right now, they're just healthier. They're just a better football team. There's not many other ways to describe it. I think that Tampa's in a bad spot right now with the injuries that they have and do we even know if they're playing in Tampa? It sounds like they might be playing at U.S. Yeah. Bank. So, Good you know, point. it's going to be weird. This will probably come down. I think it is going to be low scoring. I like the under here for sure. Um, I I can't I can't roll with Tampa until they get some, some players back because it just doesn't look pretty. Is that really their backup that they play in Minnesota? That's what I saw. Doesn't that make no – I think it's because Minnesota is away. Yeah, that part makes sense and that you wouldn't go to New Orleans because they're kind of like in the hurricane area-ish yeah. also, I guess. I I don't know. That seems like a weird place to go. They are going to Miami to go practice, and Miami's playing on Thursday in Cincinnati. I wonder if they would just have the game in Miami. I don't know. I Um, thought U.S. Bank was weird, too. I was like, I don't understand that, but okay. We've seen weirder stuff in the NFL with all the COVID stuff and weather stuff, so I wouldn't be surprised by anything. I'm just hoping that the game actually gets off on Sunday. Uh, Definitely follow that situation where they're playing this Mm -hmm. game because it will definitely change the spread and the, uh, the total in this one. Regardless, I still think that Kansas City is built to win this game. They should have the right plan in place, and I trust Patrick Mahomes to get this done against Brady on Sunday night. All right, last game of NFL Week 4. Rams plus two at the 49ers. Totals at 41 and a half. I'll let you know that I've already bet the 49ers in this one. I bet the money line. I bet the money line last week. Uh, I still feel good about that. I thought it was a really bad performance, obviously, by them, but also a lot of unlucky turnovers. They didn't unleash Jimmy G and get that whole thing rolling. Still like that defense. A little concerned with the Trent Williams uh, situation that he's not going to be able to play for a couple weeks. That could be a big issue for them. But this Rams team, despite the fact that they won and rather convincingly against the Cardinals, I don't think that they're right yet. That offense still doesn't look good. They haven't found a second receiver. I think it's going to be an issue against the San Francisco defense that looks really, really good right now. Yeah, I agree. And the Rams lost both regular season meetings last year against them. I think that the Rams still, like, 
They do not look like that they are Super Bowl champions from last year. I think that there's a lot of questions around it. I think that Stafford has been very interception happy, like we are. Uh, we know he likes to do. And I think that comes from a lot of just not being comfortable yet in whatever is going on with the Rams. It could be a, a little bit of a get right game here, but I, I'm tempted to take the 49ers at home. I might stay away from this. Could this be high scoring? I don't know. I, this might be one of those Monday night football gross, like lower scoring games. That total seems really low to me. 41 and what a half. What is it? I, oh, 41. I thought it was higher than that. No, 41 That's and fair. a half. I kind of like the over. Yeah, if it's 41, yeah. It seems like an overreaction to be that low. I feel like I have to go back and look. I feel like I already bet the under in this, and I feel like an asshole already doing that. But I think it opened at like 40. No? I I did not. I did not. Save myself. Uh, The best that I'll close out with this. The best that I've already made this week, just to recap. Cincinnati money line, San Francisco money line. Detroit, Seattle over 48. Detroit minus one. Atlanta plus eight and a half as a teaser. Cleveland over 48. Kansas City under 45. Denver under 45. I'm going to go rebet that at under 46. Jacksonville over 48. Baltimore plus four. Raiders money line minus 130. Kansas City. Oh, I bet the Kansas City minus one. It's now minus two. And Detroit okay. minus four. Uh, I got a lot of favorites on the board. That is gross. I don't want any part of that. But that's the, those are the best <laughs> that I've made so far this week. They sound good. I think a lot of these totals, totals, totals uh, are going to be what I'm going to be looking at, uh, especially that Bucks game. I'm going to keep an eye on if they end up changing their location because that might make things a little bit interesting. But we have some. There's some good football games, very good football games, and some very gross football games this week. <laughs> oh my God! There's there's a couple out there. There's a couple stinkers that I will not have on any television. But there are yeah. some good games. And you know what? It's still week four. We still had a whole off season of no football. I will take any football that is out there right now. Uh, We will be back for episode 107 with Joey on Thursday for our NFL week four best bets. Until then, Steph, thank you for joining me. Good luck with all of our bets this week. See you guys later. Talk to you soon.